Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Absolutely an outstanding day to be alive and well with you. Great Wednesday to you and yours. Man, do we have a lot to talk about today, um, including perhaps a, a rumor flying around at Tennessee. i got to address that regarding the defense. But, uh, we're doing a little digging here. Um, but in the meantime, let me welcome Sean Sinclair back to the microphone for the first time since Tennessee emerged victorious on Saturday. And the Vols are working on a 2-0 start with Florida in their sights. Sean, good morning to you, my brother, and I hope all's well in your world, my man. All is very well, Tony B. Thanks for having me. And uh, is this rumor good or bad or what? Um, I don't know. I don't okay. think good. Right. I'm not aware I, of it. So, you know, anytime uh, we... Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, anytime we deal with stuff during the season it's probably not good but um either uh either it's you know, usually a, an injury or yeah, a police that's, report so no, i don't want to either an, one of those cups yeah that's an injury deal but uh oh 
Uh, but we're stacked and packed key, today. The key guy? Yes. Um, but yeah. we are, we're stacked and packed today. And, um, Cinco, what do you think of the start of this college football season? Is this thing wild or what, man? All this stuff that we've been led to believe all these years, you know, it takes forever to turn the steamship around and Deion Sanders was a clown and this program and that program and GG Kenny goes and he's down there at Texas State and he's, he's already got a win over Baylor because they're using Josh Heupel stuff and the guy at uh, the the guy at Clemson last uh, last year in the bowl game saw the light against the Vols, but he wasn't able to really see the light. And uh, you know, there's only one Josh Heupel, and I mean Tennessee's got uh, Tennessee's got the leader of the pack right now. Cinco, they got the leader of the pack, man. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and uh, it was a compelling first week. Not a lot of great games, but uh, um, I heard Bino yesterday. I mean, to, to watch to watch the resurgence of Florida State and a reemergence, I guess, and and see uh, LSU lay down. I agree with him. They laid down in that second half, especially on defense. They didn't want any more of that, and then. Uh, if Tennessee keeps on chugging, uh, the Colorado thing was, I mean, that was just incredible, incredible theater. Who knows if they keep it up? And I don't, I don't have a dog in that fight. I just think it's great for college football and uh, just some, just some, just some really good things. I think we, uh, I think we get our first taste of it. Uh, Texas, Alabama, oh. who's a, who's a contender? Who's a pretender? Oh. Uh, and then the Clemson thing, um, you know, it's a, this guy is tracking just like Phil Fulmer, man. Just like Phil Fulmer. The, you're starting to hear different versions where yeah. Fulmer said, yeah. uh, Fulmer said, we won a lot of games this way. You hear, uh, uh, what's this, uh, uh, Dabo, Dabo saying, yeah. hey, you know, this guy's, this hired mercenary offensive guy, he's going to run the Clemson offense and, the pride always comes before the fall, Tony B. You know that well. Well, and, and the truth is, right, you you can't overreact to stuff. You can't. Brian Kelly told um, told, them, told the coaches show down there the other day on Thursday night, he said, we're going to whip Florida State. Somebody asked him about that, that quote yesterday after practice. He said, I never said that. Don't put words in my mouth. What Brian Kelly's going to learn down there at LSU is he doesn't have that. He doesn't have Notre Dame's media chasing him around. When they lose games there, they're going to go after him in that place. T. Bob uh, Abair and his sidekick have one of the craziest post-game deals I've ever seen that that they were doing the other day, and they, I mean, they called him every name in the book. After that game, when they didn't have their team ready to play, and I think that's going to be a real interesting thing to watch. The Dabo Swinney thing's going to be real interesting because Sean, you're you're right about the 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 comparing him to the former years, because 
one thing we know about college football is that is it is as cyclical as they come. You cycle up, you cycle down, you cycle back, you cycle over, all those things. And you can just see it coming at Clemson. They don't even playmaker. They look they look just like they look like our team that one year in twenty oh five that lost all those games where you said, Where are the playmakers on your roster? All of a sudden you didn't have any. I agree, and it, you know, to me, and give the guy at Duke incredible uh, credit. Uh, I was watching in the in the first quarter. I was thinking, man, this, these Duke players look. I, I, I've never seen this kind of speed at a private school like that. No, like you know, Rice, Northwestern, yep. Vanderbilt, uh, even Stanford. Not you know, USC is private, but I don't count that in the same uh, same way but you know i was gonna go like and then i was like wait a second they've got edge rushers that are better than clemson's and the fact of the matter is that they just have better talent than clemson does right now and you know i I kept thinking about how you know he's so incestuous and i don't mean that in a perverted way incestuous in his in his coaching hire yeah Everybody just comes up through the mix. Yep. You hope that doesn't happen with with um, uh, Heupel. I mean, he, he's trending that way, but they've had they've had a lot of good stuff. The only difference is that Heupel's the genius. That's Dabo right. Is not. That's right, Sean. And so that you can have a difference there, but boy, um, the thought of going now. What will be interesting mm-hmm. is if Swinney stays with his, you know, his. His the Clemson way, Dabo way mandate, uh, or he changes, gets religion like Mike Shashevsky. That's did right. With the one and dones, and you you you've elaborated on that for years. Uh, hey, I was talking with a longtime media friend of mine. Whatever. Well, I was talking with a longtime media friend of mine today, who's covered this for a couple decades, and we were kind of trading notes on this thing that we'll talk about here in a second, and then the the Tennessee matter, but but really globally, and Swinney came up. And he said, you know, I just don't understand why publicly in this era you would come out and be anything but 100% for NIL. The term he used, and it's correct, is he said, Dabo Swinney all of a sudden sounds and looks like an old man. He said and a couple of years ago he was the robust, cutting-edge young guy. And, you know, I hadn't even considered that. But that's really true. Sean, when they were, you and I both know, when they were paying guys under the table, flashy, getting all those receivers, getting all those skill players. Now, they never put, like, offensive linemen in the pros. That was never their deal. But all those skill players, those those uh, wide receivers, those DBs, those linebackers, all those players that they, you know, that they would, all those first-round picks, I mean, look it up. They were the hot thing. How can a guy stand up there and say, I don't want to be a part of an era where there's pay for play? I mean, you guys have been paying people for forever. What are you talking about? What what is he talking about, Sean? Yeah, he's had, you know, he stole Bobby Bowden's uh, shtick, uh, you know, several years ago. And the reason I brought up the pride always precedes the fall is because. They were. They. The, I mean, they were. 
they were paying as much as anybody and and better than most. Um, they were. Um, I don't really want to get into anything local. Oh, we're not going to do. Know, we're they, not doing that. No, yeah, we don't yeah, need to. Because, people can use their people can use their brains. We fish in the same pond, but sure. the thing is that he, he he was able to he was able to get players out of uh, all the Carolinas and especially everywhere. Georgia. Yes, he, he made a big thing about Georgia. Yes, Georgia's turned it around, and they have a, a robust NIL program, and they're fantastic. Let's think. I mean, if your homeschool state is great, you, you're likely to go there. Yep. But his problem was that. He masqueraded, or he covered up that by calling it culture. Mm -hmm. He wanted to, he famously said, we've built our program with the NIL. It just happens to be God's name, image, and likeness. likeness. Right. Now, now I I hear you, but people in the know know. That's right, and that's all. And, And here's the thing about us. We happen to know some of the and where are we going to tell today i'm not here to do that but the bottom line is is that what i don't understand is here's a guy it's like they moved his cheese i loved it the old way because the old way you had to step into the cross the line if you wanted to come play with us and i could pretend but now all of a sudden that it's this way i don't and saban's the same way see I think that this people thought that this NIL thing was going to let these rich schools all get richer. And it dawned on me pretty quickly that what the NIL thing was going to do was it was going to disperse the talent. Because kids are going to go where they can play. And if you and if you pay, I'm going to go get paid and play. I, I can still get seen. I can still play the game I love playing. Uh, I can still go to college with pretty girls and parties and everything else when I'm that age and the things I value, whatever it is, whatever it is. And the truth is, early on, that's what we're seeing. Florida State would have no chance of getting back to the level they are if it weren't for that NIL thing. No chance. If you'd had Terry Norvell down there under the old rules, there's no way that they would be where they are right now. You know, look, LSU has flashed all the cash in all these sports, and the thing that matters more, and that's the thing that really pleases me about what happened over the weekend, they've obnoxiously bought women's basketball, they've obnoxiously bought baseball, they've obnoxiously bought themselves back into uh, basketball. The thing they love the most is their football program, and it got humiliated humiliated on national television the other night and that to me that that i know there's something wrong with me sean but that warms my heart because they are obnoxious like bino's new york yankees no offense bino well they've definitely written some big checks and the and the thing that's interesting to me is that the 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 dichotomy between um how nil was slapped down with Texas A&M. Yep. Texas A&M became, became what, everything wrong with NIL. And because they were taking Alabama, I'm, again, I'm, I'm not fixated with Nick Saban, but to think that he doesn't move the needle with, with college football and college football policy, you're crazy. 
and they got, he Jimbo Fisher got smacked down with that, and you haven't heard a lot about him lately. And then all of a sudden, but the other side no. of NIL is the transfer portal, and now it's celebrated with Dion, which is ironic because he's in the Athlete commercial, and still and and Saban has got pretty much had the pick of the litter from NIL yep. transfer. Yep. Uh, he got Gibbs. He got yep. he's got an offensive lineman. Um, uh, through the years, he's always taken wide receivers uh, out of there. But you know what he's but had, I, Sean? He's had ahead. like 25 or 30 bleed out of his program here in the last couple of years. And that's a big yep. deal. That's a, Because I'm getting ready to tell you uh, here in a little bit that there's a rumor going around about Tennessee and something that's going on. Tennessee can ill afford injuries. That's where they are. I mean, they've been very fortunate the last couple of years. We're talking about this in the offseason. And these things have a way of evening out. Alabama, not that they can, not that they're where we are. They have a better roster. Okay, fine. They've recruit, they've been at it longer in terms of what Saban's done. He is a habitual recruiter. He's a talent stacker. Give him credit. He knew in the NFL, if I have equal talent to that guy across from me, that, like we saw last year, or if they're somewhat in the ball game with me, I can be gotten. I'm going to stack this thing so far in my favor. Uh, that it's impenetrable. That's what they've done in recent years. But now, Sean, when you bleed out 15 guys here, 20 guys here, 20 guys, eventually, eventually it catches up to you. And that's where Alabama's been. That's where they are. Yeah, and, and there's another dynamic here because the, those schools, uh, perhaps Clemson, perhaps Ohio State or whatever, they're going to get the five stars. Yep. They're, they're, I mean, they're going to... They're going to continue to recruit at the top five. Yep. Georgia hasn't been hit lately, but they will coming up. If they keep succeeding with younger players, other younger players. So what's going on now is you have some of these players that can't get on the field in the first and second year when their whole life they've been the dude. Yep. They're looking for, they're looking for playing time. So they're going out. Also what's happening is, and you see it right now, Tennessee is, has 20 commitments. Uh, we've been somewhat cold to lukewarm in recruiting. A lot of players are going elsewhere. That, that stinks, no question. But most of these schools are holding back because they want to take advantage of the portal. They want to. They're not signing yeah. 25 and then doing that. I know a lot of these schools are saying, well, hey, you know what? Let's get, let's get our core guys 18 to 20. Yep. And then we'll do that. Now, there has been a change where it doesn't matter how many you sign. As long as your total number is 85 when you start right. the season, you're good. But uh, I do believe that a lot of schools are saying, hey, you know, come after spring practice. I need a right tackle. I want to be able to make sure I have the availability to go get one. Well, Tennessee's I a perfect am, example. I, I do want to ask you about this. I am yeah. a little bit... After the Nico flash of cash, I would I would think my observation is that Spire in the NIL group isn't writing those big checks. Yeah, am I right or am I wrong? Or do they have a different strategy? Because I'm not seeing a lot of them. You have Mike Matthews, yeah, um, Jordan, your Jordan Ross, or or yeah, I think that's his name. But other than that, I'm not seeing a whole lot of. Uh, top ten, top five guys right now. Do you? And do you have any insight into that? If they're listening, I'd like to know. 
it's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, they're, it's a show of record. They're listening because we're getting ready to tell you something here a little later on in the hour. Joe Kurt on the other side of this who's scheduled, and then I'm going to get to what I'm going to get to, but I want to honor Joe Kurt here. We'll bring him on. He's um, the Lady Vol soccer coach. They're getting ready to open up SEC play in a week or so, but they've got a couple more at home. I want to shine the light on them. I want to shine the light on Joe Kurt. We'll do that, and then upon our, and then later on in the hour, uh, some perhaps news. There's rumors out there, and I'm going to tell you what it could mean, what it will mean, and also a couple other things with the offensive line. We'll continue. It is your show of record, Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday. Show prep for the rest of the world after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And, of course, we will have Garza Law, Tennessee fifth quarter fan reaction, following uh, this weekend's festivities over on the Hill. Probably be around, uh, I would think, uh, oh, I don't know, 8 o'clock Eastern time, something of that ilk. But uh, in the meantime, I'll say this. We've been a longtime supporter here, and unashamedly so, of the other team that plays in the fall. And, of course, I'm talking about our Lady Vol soccer program. Uh, And we are on the TLD Logistics Hotline. The great Joe Kurt is now joining us, who uh, is the head coach of our Lady Vols. And uh, Joe Kurt, we're presented today by our friends at FC Alliance, online at fcalliancenox.org for more information on their program and what they do for the beautiful game. And, Coach, I'll tell you this, man. You guys are off to a good start. Messi is turning this continent into soccer fan. As a longtime old-school soccer head, as somebody that loves the game, your thoughts on Lionel Messi crossing the diamond with the pearl and turning it on the world right now and what's going on on our continent. I mean, pretty amazing. Obviously, Pele did it back in the day, and he had Beckham come over. Um, you know, Ibra came over. Uh, a number of other guys have come over. But, but you know, for the majority of them, it was, it was a little bit later on in, in terms of their ability to really impact the game. And, you know, Messi's coming off, of, obviously, a World Cup win, um, playing at a high level for PSG. Yep. Uh, you know, and showing just how special he is, and and for people to see it here, you know how much they follow follow the uh, La Liga, um, or certainly you know what's going on in the Champions League. How much that happens here for the casual fan, probably not as much. But now that that he's here, and and you've got celebrities, and it's everywhere. Social media, it's on TV, and and just his impact, his immediate impact is whether he's on on for ten minutes or forty minutes, um, he's. He is, he's truly special, and it, it's, you know, really awesome that 
our country has the, the opportunity to see it and, and see him and, um, you know, the growth of the game and, and what's, what's leading into, you know, the next cycle with the World Cup and the men and women and just continuing to grow the game has been amazing. He's you know, a Joe, I'm, individual. I'm from Philly, right? So it's crazy. I, I remember saying as a kid, uh, Franz Beckenbauer, Giorgio Canalier, those people yeah. playing in the old veteran stadium as, as you know, one of the 5,000 people on hand. Sure. And uh, but when the Cosmos came to town, you know, it was like it was like a rock concert. And, you know, I looked at that scene out in L.A. the other night. Do your kids do your kids pay attention to this stuff? I mean, obviously, that's their sport. Are they like locked in on, hey, Messi's on our continent. This is kind of wild. I mean, they were pretty jacked, to, to be honest, after watching the World Cup and, and then get to see him, you know, here. And they've been they've been excited. Like, Messi's really here. And now it's it's. I think that speaks to just what what he brings and what he means for for soccer in this country. Tell me about your club right now. What have you learned with wins against Cal, ETSU? You got a win against Lipscomb. You've also uh, got a blemish here. You went down to Texas with SMU. But what yep. have you learned about your club? As we're like a, uh, I guess nine days away next Friday from playing versus Arkansas, who's got a nice club. What what have you yep. learned about your club so far, Joe? Yeah, their I mean, their their energy and, and fight and emotion and passion, their their willingness to play for one another is is remarkable and uh their their spirit is huge. I think our, our confidence on the ball, we played we played some some really good soccer so far and, and you know, we've we've created a ton of chances out shooting Indiana twenty eight to six and, and literally had one minute of the game where we, we switched off for, for a minute and they punished us with two goals and um, you know, our team came back to, to even it up and, and get a draw and had opportunities to win it as well. And um, so really, really pleased that, you know, our, our staff with what they're, what they're doing from a tactical understanding, but, but their fight and perseverance and resilience has been huge. We got we got to, we got to be better in taking our chances, you know, again, creating 28 shots and scoring two goals. And, and some of that, we've got to be a little bit more, um, more, leaf, more lethal in front of the goal um, but really, really excited about what our team's doing and, and the level they're doing it at. It, it's, it's a fun group to watch. Um, they're confident on the ball. They're confident in their decision making. They, they defend really well. Um, we just got to, you know, we got to make plays, and that's what it, that's what it's about in any sport. You got to, you know, we got to do all the little things right, but but we got to make plays and we got to put the ball in the back of the net. You um, have told us in the past here that your goal was to play forward. That's the type yeah. of game you want to play. Which to the um, to the common person listening to us, really kind of not familiar with your sport, makes you guys fun to watch because you kind of play on the edge. Like when you take the pitch tomorrow against Radford, um, in that heat and humidity, you're going to go for it against them, right? Yeah, I mean I, that's just our identity as as a team. You know, we talk about being dominant in possession, and, and that. You know, it doesn't mean just having the ball, but it means in terms of how we want to play and, and getting forward and creating chances. We want we want to set that tone, and um, our team's done a phenomenal job of that already. Um, and then now it's about us being um, being just relentless in front of the goal. You know, our defending's been been great from front to back. Um, you know, we're not we're not going to sit there in a low block and defend the final. 40 yards of our field, you know, Jose Mourinho's done a great job of that, but um, we're going to have moments we have to do that, but that's not how we're going to set up. We want to create chances and turn teams over and, and get the goal and um, on that and, and make it, 
make an exciting game to watch. Um, hopefully a few more goals to celebrate. I know we left some out there, but hoping they're, they're going to come back our way sooner than later. So no, it, it is fun and you can see the, the effort and the, and the fight and the competitive nature of our team. Um, you know, at Regal Stadium, it, it's well worth it to, to come out and, and, and check them out. I, I think, you know, like I said, they, they play with a ton of emotion and passion and they're fun to watch, fun to watch. You know, uh, it, it, it blows my mind how good like the local soccer is here, uh, especially yeah. on on the on the girls' side. How much of, of that an edge is that for your program? Well, we've got you know we've got a, a number of local players that that are you know in our program and in future um, going to be joining us, and and that's exciting. It speaks to what you know what FC Alliance has done um, in terms of their development of players here and, and the whole local community. Um, you know, has done a great job of working together and. and creating a, an environment for players to really grow and succeed and, and to compete on a national level. And um, we're excited to, to keep a number of them close to home and, and wearing an orange and white and, and get it done on the field. But, no, we're you're spot on with that, especially on the women's side. There's, yeah. there's more and more opportunities. And, and even on the boys' side, too, um, you know, certainly what, what Alliance has done and with One Knox um, as well coming into the picture, it's, it's it's growing here in the community, and it's got a, a certainly a, a great following, um, both to One Knox as well as some of the, the Saturday morning um, watch parties that you have going on for some of the Premier League games and all of it. So, no, the community's definitely embracing it and, and just more opportunities to get out and see it live, whether it's One Knox or ourselves, um, down at Regal Stadium. It, it's, a, it's a really great platform for, for our players and their players to be out there and see and, and go compete in front of a, an amazing set of fans. My daughter was telling me, and we were talking about this on the air yesterday, but thinking about, like, Vanderbilt football, you know. They they played the other day, and God knows how many people were there. Yeah. She was down at the fairgrounds watching um, that Nashville team against the team from uh, Charlotte. She tells me there was about 29,000 people at that game last Saturday night. I mean, like, it's place amazing. to be. You know, it's crazy. I mean, it's awesome. It's crazy. It's awesome. You know, and going, you know, even the, the fans we've had, uh, it's been a great environment down at Regal and being at One Knox Games and, and that environment. Like, it's it's fun to be there and it's fun to be a part of and it's exciting. And, um, no, it, the game, the game whether it's whether it's messy and just that excitement overall, um, but it, it's, been, it's been enjoyable to be a part of for sure. Joe Kurt, if folks want to check you out, how do they do so? And I appreciate your time, my brother. Yeah, I mean Thursday, Thursday and Friday nights this fall. We've got I think we have one home Sunday game, so it's like get yourself ready for Saturday football at Neyland by coming out to Regal on Thursday or Friday. Boom! Night check out some See? other football. So, in other words, if you're coming into town, uh, get over there. It's a great thing That's to right. do on a Friday night. Yeah, I mean we've got some Thursday games. We got Friday nights against Arkansas next Friday. It'll be a big one, like you mentioned. You know, they're um, it's a physical fight, and they're they're a direct team, and got to fight and fight and compete and battle and our, our players are up for it we're, we're excited and ready to get rolling in conference here we got some more work to do in the non-conference segment but we're we're excited and um love for people to come out and check us out coach joe kurt much love to you brother continue uh, doing what you're doing my man appreciate it you get you have a great one and uh, good luck this weekend here uh, in newland as well thank you I'm, I'm gonna need it um TLD Logistics online, tldlogistics.com. TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. So what I was telling you earlier 
um, when we came on the airwaves, um, and I want to thank my friends at FC Alliance uh, for uh, being in there with us. Look, they are holding tryouts right now in several different age groups. I encourage you to check out fcalliancenox.org if your child's interested in that sport. It's a wonderful way. You just heard Joe Curry. It's, it, I mean, they're doing incredible things uh, for the youth in terms of growing the game. All right, let's get to it. So a couple curious things that sort of tipped those of us off that follow this stuff. First of all, transfer from BYU, linebacker, Peely is a really nice player, okay? He's a really, really, really nice player. Um, I was, we were, those of us who kind of follow this, were extremely curious as to why he got a game ball. Now, somebody yesterday I think somebody on the 247 side was drilling down at practice on uh, Banks and asking him about that. Well, he's you know, he's a great leader on the team, and that's kind of why. And, and, you know, when coaches say something like that, you kind of go, whoa. Because here's what's been in the background. In the background, there's been a thought that there's been a rumor kind of flying around that he's hurt. And so did they kind of give him a ball, you know, sort of make you feel better? And Tennessee's had a cursed deal going with his position. Now, you remember the kid from Texas they brought in? This guy is a much better player than that Mitchell kid. Like, it's not even comparable. This guy's a frontline Southeastern Conference type player. But I don't know that he's going to get a chance to show that. Because I believe he's got a significant injury. And they believe he has a significant injury. Now, how much time he's going to miss, nobody can say. But here's the deal. And we were talking about depth before, and I um, poking around on this. So yesterday, defensive coordinator Tim Banks is. They were talking up Elijah Herring. He's next up. Pilly can't go. He's next up. All of a sudden, he's on the mic at Florida. I'm going to come to Sean here in a second for some analysis, but Tennessee's got like a mini curse going on at that position. I I think Peely's lost for, from what I'm hearing. I, he's going to be out for a while. So, and that's what we were talking about at the top of the show today. So, Elijah Herring is next up. Now, Banks called him because... People would think, well, what about the kid from Nashville who's had the great camp? Tennessee basically is going to go with a two-linebacker set. 
because as as we know, um, they they play in the base nickel, so they really like Elijah Herring. And it's interesting. I was on Plaster Show a couple weeks ago, and Kelly Holcomb had asked me about Herring, both of them. The younger one, obviously, is a highly more highly rated player, but there was a thought to those that follow recruiting that they were doing kind of a package deal. They're pretty damn glad this guy's on their campus right now as they get ready to go into SEC play. And here's why. Um, they just don't have numbers at linebacker. That That's one spot on their team that, and, and I'll walk you through it here in a second, but the way it's going to work is Herring's going to be the next guy up at middle linebacker. Now, is Tennessee going to give that up? Is Heupel going to give that up when he goes on his, uh, when he goes on vault calls? Calhoun's on the river tonight? Probably not. He doesn't. It's not who he is. Is he going to give it up for the Florida? Probably not. But Herring, Banks called him yesterday a classic middle linebacker. Uh, the T-Lender guy is going to be, a, and, and we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, they love their freshman class. How many of these guys you're going to see, I don't know. How many of these guys we're going to see, I don't know. T-Lander's a really nice player, but he's not ready to play. They'd play him in a pinch if they had to, but he's just not. He's a year away. That's the thought. Because preparing for this today, I was sort of poking around and just trying to determine how they're going to pivot out of this, because this is a significant development with Tennessee's defense. Florida on the horizon, the rest of the Southeastern Conference games. Peely is a guy they love. They're going to be without him for a while. Thielander's a nice player. The Perry kid is somebody they like, but he's too light. And is he going to play linebacker? I don't know. That's a thought around him. Who knows? So Beasley is going to stay at Will Linebacker because they like him there. Um, And they're going to plug Herring in. And Herring's really their play. And really is their only play. The other freshman who's been very good is still going to run with Beasley, still going to back him up, still going to get some time. And away you go. One other nugget. And we were talking about this um, sort of off the air, but the Dane Davis deal in Virginia and why we saw him so much. Were we doing that on the air or off the air, Sean? I don't. I, I get so mixed up and turned around. Were we doing that earlier in the hour, on the air or off the air? It was on the air. Okay. I couldn't remember whether that was on or off. But needless to say, Tennessee now has a couple of positions where they can ill afford anybody to lose anybody. Offensive line and linebacking core are now on alert. They just don't have numbers. They have all kinds of numbers in their secondary right now, which we knew coming into the year. 
it's interesting, Sean, how, and I would like your, um, I would like your reaction on the key, on the uh, Peely dude uh, being in, or the Peely injury rather. Peely, I don't know what I'm saying. The Peely injury. Your thoughts on the significance of that? Well, he's only played one game. Um, you know, we had um, we had a wild card with Banks and Mitchell last year. Um, thank goodness we do have people. It, it surprises me you say that. They think that Perry is light because he's he's bigger than Elijah Herring ever thought of being. So that that surprises me, uh, both in height and weight. So I'm not sh- I'm not sure where that came from. Plays but, light um, is what I'm hearing. Plays light. What's that? Plays light. But Plays God. light. Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, the um, uh, uh, maybe he's a will back. He's a demon on special teams. Yes. No question. But special teams. Uh, Herring specialist. came in there. Yeah. Harry came in there and and was just tearing, was just wrecking crap. I mean, as they, I use a devil. I mean, he was just wrecking everything he touched. And so, you know, that's that's good. They got him in there. We'll see. It's um, you know, it's funny. I think they have maybe twenty DBs. Now that's not, you know, that's not outlandish since they have you know five of them at a time and maybe six sometimes on the thing. But if you have that many kids, you. We better start playing better. And I, my question to you is, I think we have three years now with Willie Martinez, Tim Banks. Yep. They must teach not looking for the ball. And those folks are professional coaches. So that must be the deal because our guys do not look back for the ball. They, they, it appears that they're trained. I'll just shut my mouth if that's the way they're doing it and say, okay, sounds good. Uh, it, it worked a couple times. We're there, but, uh, you know, just raising their hand up, a trail technique and raising your hand up and knocking the ball away when it gets there. My concern is that we had a lot of interferences like that. We're running, all of a sudden the guy slows down, and bang, you're running into him. Um, so any any thought on that? That that was painfully obvious uh, this weekend. Talking and to after three, after three years, yeah. That, that, and, and multiple players. That yes. Just, but that you're gonna like me. this. Now you're gonna like this because you mentioned the numbers, right? And I'm gonna write on this for the blog a little bit on the blog tomorrow, just some analysis of what's going on. But it's interesting, Brian Jean Marie. Your linebacking coach wants to play numbers. In a perfect world, he's got six or seven, eight guys he can rotate. That's how he wants to coach. He wants fresh people on the field that know what they're doing, but they're just not in a spot right now uh, in the program where they can do that. Um, it's funny about Banks because, you know, Banks has a hand in that secondary, and particularly who plays and who doesn't. Sure. And – Sean, what's really interesting is if you look at who played against Virginia, because one of our themes, this is one of our, not theirs, one of ours, is you got to grow your kids. Because sooner or later, that's who's going to be on the field. And you should use the Virginia game for that. We were looking at numbers, and people are free to play along if they want, but Tennessee versus Virginia used four senior corners, and they used four safeties who are all upperclassmen. 
and I believe they're all seniors. And that's who predominantly played. Now, the thought is the better young players are at corner, and do you want to throw corners out there in real football games and take chances and get turned around? And Here's the deal with Banks. He is going to play the knowns. He's going to say that he's going to play a lot of people, but when the football games come around, Sean, this is what we've learned. There's a reason Tank McCullough, and I'm not knocking Tank McCullough, but you're talking about this, so we can get into it. There's a reason that that guy plays as much as he does. They, they and him in particular, are all about knowns on that back end. And, and I just think that's really interesting because our expectation, at least mine was, I'm not speaking for myself, I'm going to speak for myself here, but our expectation was, man, look at these young guys are signing and look at this talent. And I was told somebody today, was like, Tony, those guys are nowhere near playing. So, so you can just relax on that. And go back and look at the and, – and I was looking at some of the numbers from that Virginia game, and the guys that played, Sean, are all the old guys. Now, some of them can play. I'm not complaining about it. But it kind of dovetails with what you're talking about, which is those guys, it seems like, can't play their way off the field. So, obviously, that's what they're teaching. That's obviously what they're teaching, right? Because they can't play their way off the field. Yeah, and I think I think there's another thing to this as well as they know they're going to score. They absolutely know they're going to score, and so there may be a thing because I I was watching uh, the Judy Lolly kid and he didn't impress me all that much either. Right. Uh, he he wasn't terrible, but he certainly wasn't a game changer. Right. And so, uh, and by all means, we look good out there. Sure. I, I thought we looked. I thought we looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, improved. Maybe, and a lot of those things come with better backers and better pass rush, certainly. Uh, but I thought we, and, and maybe those guys um, got too much, too much um, heat last year uh, for the for giving up yards, and, and that could be fair to say they got too much heat. Um, but you know, coaches right now they can say whatever they want, and the only one that actually puts rubber to, to the road is Roddy Garner. He's going to play guys, period. That's right. And he and he gets guys ready. But most coaches, they uh, even if the devil they know is just okay at best, they know he's going to be in position. They know he's going to be a okay tackler. They will they will take that gamble until that guy's not available. Until they're absolutely forced to throw in a young guy with talent. They're not going to do it. Um, they, it's a, it's an insecurity thing. It's whether it's uh, you know may, maybe vicariously they play the position through that player and they 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 don't want to make a mistake. They're okay with do the best you can and, and get the guy down. Uh, we'll just keep scoring uh, rather than you know someone else. And I can't speak. I haven't been over there. I can't speak to the level of talent or the availability of those young guys. So I don't know exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do know. I do know that what I've seen over the past few years is is um, um, uh, not high-level DD play. I'll just say that. And I don't blame the kids. If they're playing the best they can play, it's not my place to criticize them because they can't play better. 
Well, I mean, it's look, it's like expecting me to come on here and, you know, get all the little details. I mean, at some point, you know, you kind of are, you are what you are. You're kind of funny. And uh, your show's entertaining. And you keep it moving along. And you give us some great information. But, you know, you're not going to get the dates and the times and the train. You're not, Basilio's never going to make the trains run on time. Let's put it that way. We're going to come back on the other side. If you want to get in and talk about the Peely injury, the significance therein, what's going on with the offensive line, uh, your outlook on this club. Brian had a great point yesterday. Every team, they're, they're, well, the next four teams they're playing all lost games over the weekend. You can't make that up. And that South Carolina bunch, you want to talk about the importance of the um, portal? They got picked apart in the portal. Picked apart. And, yes, I am popping my peas on purpose. Do not, on purpose, do not try this at home. We'll come back. Peely's lost uh, for a significant amount of this uh, season. We'll see what happens uh, with him. And Tennessee's making contingency plans uh, for Cooper Mays as well. That's what you saw. Uh, that's a couple pieces of information for you. We continue with more after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MemsModernLandscape.com. That's MemsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Imagine all the hits you love in one collection. Live it up with favorites like, I won, did you hear me? I won! Or the timeless treasure, I just won $5,000! And who can forget the all-time classic, Look who's going on vacation! Get your hands on the cash-loaded Hit Instant Games collection at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. And let the good times roll. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Make it a happy new year. Become the Powerball first millionaire of the year. Announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Enter to win a VIP trip for two to New York that will include a three-night stay at a luxurious Times Square hotel, a chance at a million dollars, and more. Enter any Powerball ticket at tnviprewards.com by October 31st. From the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you. Let me do this. Live, legal, and in charge. Back with you. We were talking about some of the stuff that's uh, some of the moving parts here. And I want to get Sean's thoughts. We go, we're going to go along here, but I want to get into this Texas-Alabama game here in a little bit and who we like and... What's going to happen? Because we're going to get some clarity here. The Southeastern Conference so far, non-league, has not exactly adorned itself in glory. I think we can. I think we'll all agree on that. That Florida team that took the field against Utah the other day, with all due respect to our Florida caller, who says when things are bad is slaw. With all due respect to him, we need to come up with a new word. Because that wasn't even slaw. I'm not even sure what that was. But we'll go back to the phones. Bino with a cautionary word today over at tclub.team. Bino, think, Bino said, if you think that Florida team's going to take the field against the Vols, you're out of your mind. Now, Sean Sinclair, we're 10 days away. Position statement. Is that Florida team, then we'll go to the phones, is that Florida team going to take the field against the Vols? Yes or no, Sean? 
That has not been the history of that that uh, so-called rivalry. No, they usually um, they usually show up with their best game, all mistakes corrected. Why? And typically, and typically bring some guy off the bench no one's ever heard of. Why? How? Why? I, I don't know. That's just the way it's worked. As you say, I didn't do it. Ryan, are you leaning toward that as well? Do you think Beans, Brother Beanstar could be a prophet? Or are you leaning my way that Tennessee is going to roll them like a joint cigarette? I, I've i never seen a worse-looking Florida team than uh, what I've seen against Oregon State and the other day. That was slow, man. Ago. So I, I just don't. Looking at Tennessee, I, yeah. I just can't see how that game is going to be. I believe it could be close for a half. I just don't. I just think in the second half, the overall more talented teams are going to take over. Florida's going to have to need. They're going to need somebody to do that to make that thing close at the end. They need which could happen somebody to have an all-world game, even to be in the game. How are you going to score with the balls? How are they going to score with, unless our offensive line goes down there in a slaw, using Florida's term, that's the only chance they have. Look, if they played that Utah, let's face this, okay? If they played that Utah team ten times, Sean, what would happen? Ten times. They're losing nine. No doubt. And, by the way, Utah was missing like six players. They did that with a third and fourth team quarterback. I mean, what in the world? Anyway, let's go to the phones. And Bino wants to sell me that this is going to be some tough contest because of history. The one thing I love about Josh Heupel is he doesn't play history when he walks out. On the, he's the one guy that I've seen here where history doesn't affect him. You can say, well, what about South Carolina? And listen, man, everybody's doing a bad game. This guy Orange Throat that wants to hate on the coaches and all. Everybody's do a stinker. That's college football, but it's not a history thing. That wasn't a hiss. That was just a bad game. What about Georgia? Georgia's got incredible talent. Are you are you kidding me? I must got a radio listener. I must got excited there. Let's get our next call in before I get myself in trouble. Hello and welcome in. Good afternoon, Tony, and good afternoon, Sean. TLD Logistics Hotline. Hello, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Can we talk NFL, please? The floor or, is yours. Or are you going to cut me off or torpedo me like you always love to do? Only if your call's horrendous. Goldbrick Joe told me when you call... To keep my finger on the button, so I don't know what that means, but that's what Gold Brick Joe said. Okay, Bill, Bill, Bill. By the way, when's your birthday? November nineteenth. Okay, we I'll need. Be hit, we need, I'll be hitting the big seven zero. We need to celebrate it for you. Okay, uh, on you know on you know um tomorrow's game. I'm still not drinking the Detroit Lions' Kool-Aid. Uh, Josh Heupel, a few minutes ago, just said that uh, Keenan Peely will miss a couple of weeks and does not believe his injury is season-ending. I hear his injury is pretty significant, but a couple of weeks is highly optimistic. But go ahead, um, Bill. Continue. I'm sorry. I, 
you meant to talk about the NFL, which starts tomorrow night. Brian, what's the Thursday game? It's uh, Detroit versus Kansas City. Chiefs versus the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. I saw something that's pretty low-key, guys, uh, from Alex Myers. Alex says the following, and he thinks we ought to talk about it on the air. Alex Myers' belief is, he said, I saw this last night. You guys ought to mention it on the air. Jalen Rees-Maben was voted a team captain by his Lions teammates. Has there ever been a more unappreciated Tennessee volunteer than Jalen Rees-Maben? That is a great point by Alex Myers. Do you realize that guy's been in that league now for going on seven years, Sean? No, I thought he had moved on. I thought he was with another team, but... You know that's—he's a smaller guy, but you got to remember that guy's an incredible athlete. Incredible athlete. I mean, well, from the in the family, you know, his dad was—wasn't his dad Marcus Maben? Is that right? Uh, well, it was a great, great basketball player, and then, and then they are another, related, right there in and he, had a, and he had a cousin. He had a cousin that uh, played at Louisville. Yeah, I mean, they—that's an incredible. Uh, I, don't, I don't know all the exact lineage there, but. They, that that is athletic stock right there, one hundred and one. And he, when they when Tennessee played him as a kid, Sean was a very good player as a kid, which is why I'm for playing the physical, talented guys. I know Banks isn't, and these guys aren't, but they put him out there. Hey, if Banks was coaching, Sutton wouldn't have seen the field here till he was a junior. I'm not ripping the Banks guy, Sean. I'm just speaking to the facts here. Coaches are coaches, Tony. The jaws of life couldn't get some of those guys off out of that secondary, Sean. Some of those veteran players off the field. The jaws of life. Yeah, John Pill, I'm sorry, I'm taking up your time. Remember Bill. A young, I remember a young Duran Jenkins and some other guys just getting yep. roasted. Hey, man, absolutely. And, Bill, uh, and, and, and people could say, well, that's a learning experience. It is true, but a lot of those coaches, that, you know, they they take that as personal, that they're not doing their job if a guy is getting ripped. Yep. So. As I was told today, it's one thing to say, I'm going to let kids play, but when they get in these competitive situations, those stats count against them when they're coordinating. Well, my issue with it is that Rodney Garner gets those guys prepared. Interesting. I'm not sure that our guys get the backups prepared. Is he letting you talk NFL right now, Bill, or is he hogging the conversation with Tennessee Vols stuff? What's he doing, uh, well, of Bill? Of course, you know, you know how it is with Sean. He loves torpedoing me. I'll say this, Titans, Bill, that my Jason Kelsey, uh, or my, uh, whichever the Kelsey is that plays tight end. Yes. Uh, is, is, took a, took a ding to the D, and he may not play. And so, uh, though it looks like a mismatch, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a whole lot of money on the Chiefs. They got brand new receivers, uh-huh. and uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey, I think he, I think he may not play, so look out. So Marquise Mabin well, and Jalen Reeves Mabin. Hang on, Bill. Marquise Mabin. You brought this up, Bill. You brought up the, the um, uh, Detroit Lions. So hang on here for a second. Cool your jets. Jalen Reeves Mabin is also cousins with Cameron Mabin, who's a very good player in Major League Baseball. Yep. Plus Marquise Mabin. Now, I don't yep. know what his relationship is to Marquise Mabin. But they're all down there with Rod and Clarksville, and I'd like to get whatever's in the water 
down there because Clarksville's had some. I think Trenton Hassel came out of there. They've had some athletes down through the years. But Bill, you um, you have what you have, brother. So talk to me. How are the Lions going to do this year, Bill? Well, as I said, Tony, I am not drinking their Kool Aid. I know a lot of a lot of the experts is picking them right to win that division, but not me. I'm going with them. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings, and I'll tell you another team that could be rising from the dead. You better look out for who that? The Chicago Bears. Uh, Cinco, do you have a thought on that? Chicago Bears rising from the dead with our guy at tackle right off the spot, Senko. Do you have a thought on that? I do not. Mm. Bill, how about our Titans? What's the latest in Titanville? Well, according to what I heard from the Frogman on another talk show that I, that I love listening to, who the, fro- who the Frogman? Mike Keith. Oh, he's the he's best. I like, of course, you know what Philadelphia calls him, Tony? Tattoo. Okay, on another note. Calls him what? Tattoo. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. not very nice. <laughs> well, hey, Titan, Titan Bill, I'll tell you this, though. i tell you this. I am concerned about that new field at Titan Stadium. You're concerned about it? Why, Sean? There were people slipping all over when when I saw when they said new surface at Titansville Stadium. I said, "All right, I'm going to watch this." Coconut husk is what they said. And you take a look. There are a couple of Virginia guys on punt coverage. They just slip. I thought one guy tore his knee up. We had a lot of running backs slipping on there, so I'm, I'm, I got my eye on that surface coming up. Billy, what do you say uh, to that? We got coconut oil out there. Because like everyone knows Titan, Titansville Stadium is one of my faves. Like Gabe Kapler back in the day, Billy. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They they have their home opener. Um, uh, let's see. On I believe it's on what on the fourteenth. I guess they play the they play the let's see the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see how well they'll be playing on that team. Turf, look, last, you know, a couple of Fridays ago, yep. I thought that they played well on that on that new new surface when they played against New England. Tony? Billy, your Titans and my Titans and Sean Sinclair's Titans, who we've served low these many years, Brian, I think they're a low-key pick to make the playoffs this year. People sleeping on the Titans. They could get the nine and sneak in, Brian, over your guys who don't know how to win. Do you believe that, Brian Hartman? Well, I don't think they'll finish ahead of the Jags, but I still think they could probably win anywhere from seven to maybe eight or nine, maybe yep. ten games. And nine will get you in. Nine and seven's going to get you in the AFC. Yeah, I, I, nine and, totally nine and eight will get you there. Nine and eight. Totally, you you I disagree with you, Brian. I believe they can overtake your Jags. I believe they can rebound from that disappointing season and overtake your Jags. Titans Who's going to play quarterback, Titansville? In Tanny Hill? Yeah, Tanny Hill's excellent, Sean. Come on. 
All right, uh, Titans. Excellent. Tight, Titans, Bill. Uh, I'm looking at uh, uh, well, the number seven and a half Titans, Bill. What are the Titans going to do? How many are they winning? I'm going to say I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with eleven and two. Or 11, 11 and 4. Let me give you one, a team you're going to battle with. Lam Weirdo. Say Lam Weirdo for me. Lam Weirdo. Say it the way you say it. Lam Weirdo. Lam Weirdo Steelers. The number is 8.5. What do you think? Over or under 8.5 for the year? Well... Hopefully, Lamb Weirdo will not uh, will not want anybody from the Steelers to break Ryan Tannehill's legs. I'll say, uh, I'll say eight. I'll say eight and a half. Eight and a half. Steelers going to win eight and a half. You like yeah. that, Sean? Going to win right there at eight and a half. Tie game. Yeah, just hey, hey, I, I just sent you a picture. Take a look at it. Tie game. Bill, you're my main man. Anything else you'd care to add here on the way out as my main man? Well, you know, you know, I I've been thinking about this. I was reading on Larry Brown Sports where that Oregon State and Washington State is going to stay in the Pac-12. I can't see it happening. Stay in the Pac-12, Bill. There is no more Pac-12, buddy. Tell that to that reporter that works for Larry Brown Sports, Tony. Bill. There is no more Pac-12. I know that. Well, I mean, that'd be He like, ought to know that. Bill, that'd be like somebody saying that they're going to um, book a flight on the Hindenburg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the like conference that. blew up, Bill. I, you know, yeah. I, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Natural nice. gas. You know what I mean? I mean, what was he talking about? What do you think going to stay in the Pac-12? Well, I'm, re- I'm reading this. This idiot, this uh, knuckle-headed idiot's uh, column Read here. It to and I'm me. thinking. Read it to me. Well, do you have it? It's gone. I no, I don't have it, and I forgot the the per. He, he works for Larry Brown Sports that you can get on the internet. Bill, thank you. Incredible call. Very insightful. Why would I ever want to torpedo you? Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You know I can't fall about my bill. There's my man, Clarksville, right on the money. Okay, what is uh, Jalen Reeves Mabin, who might be the most underrated athlete to ever come out of here? He is. Seven years later, he's still with the legs of team captain? Tony B. Talk to me. Here's the thing about Jalen Reeves Mabin that nobody knows. I think Sean knows about this, but a lot of people don't know that Jalen Reeves Mabin and uh, Jalen Hurd had one of the biggest competitive high school freaking, you know, game ever. These boys were absolutely slaughtering each other, you know, four and five hundred yards a game. It was just unbelievable back then how, you know, the, the, the guys played. And to hear you talk about the DBs and, you know, they yep. wouldn't even turn their heads and look for the ball. Jalen Reeves Mabin did that as a linebacker. Do you have any idea how many interceptions he had as a linebacker? He was so angular, man. I loved him. I, I loved him, man. You talk about guys you wish could have played on better teams. That's one of them. Exactly. exactly. Hey, those, that, that, that rivalry was like when I was in, at UT and watching locally here, Sean Summers and Todd Helton. 
Gah! When it was uh, Central against Oak Ridge. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was I mean, just against North crazy. North but, yeah. What is the um, – there is Cameron Mabin – there was another. Um, there was another basketball player that was his cousin, and yeah, Jalen Reed made his dad a uh, very good that athlete. That guy went to Kentucky. I forgot his name, Sean, but there was a guy that went to Kentucky. Out of Cameron Maben. Yeah. Cameron yeah. Maben. Here's. No, I don't think that was it, Tony. What's What's the relation? What's the relation uh, that Maben has to uh, um, the the NBA player? I really don't. Is that his know. son? I don't know for sure. I really don't. Wow. But I, I do know that Clarkville is putting out some freaking athletes. It's, yep. it's ridiculous. I mean, the girls' basketball, it's its phenomenal, Tony. And The water I, there, I, man. You know, it's in the water. It, it has to be. Because between Travis Stevens and everyone else, I'm just so blessed to be, you know. It's unbelievable, in Andy. This part of town. And it killed me yesterday. I, I got a phone call yesterday that you, you happened to throw my name in the hat yesterday when you was talking to Joshy Boy. When y'all was talking about Austin P, and you said, "Oh, rotted Clarkville." Don't, don't, don't put me in with the Austin P. Don't, don't do it like that. I said they're your guys. I said, you know, I said no offense, right? I said we're not going to spend a minute on that game because it's a kicking scrimmage. Marcus May, by the way, by the way, is Jalen Reed's Maven's father? What? Yeah, yeah. you're the man, Senko, for coming up with that. That was his dad. What? We didn't even yeah, we didn't right. know that. Cameron you knew it? his cousin, and there was another Maven that was playing. You know, played around the same time as Jalen Reese Maven that ended up transferring to Louisville, I believe, I uh, from right, a smaller Tony. school. That's wild. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yep. Well, Tony, I, I believe that the boys are gonna go down the gainful. And uh, unfortunately, with the Keelan Peely incident, yep. I would have said that they would go down there and roll them like a cigarette, like you always say. Yes. But I think without Peely being in there, we may beat them by 20 instead of by 30 or 40. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, that Florida team that can't Pierce, play. The Pierce kid's pretty good, though. They that, seem to have a lot of other guys there that could. Pick up he's a, he's not. No, you're talking about. He's talking about a linebacker, there, sweetheart, middle linebacker, which is yeah, where. Yeah, I'm talking about the, this front seven. Oh, there's guys. no question. They can get now. That that's one thing against Virginia. They showed is the ability to get home, which uh, I hope that continues. Again, I'm going to tell I'm, anybody who wants to listen. Virginia's <laughs> offensive line is brutal. Okay, they're just brutal. No offense to them. Do you, do you not realize? But so was Florida. Our guys went three quarter speed, Tony. It's unbelievable. They didn't want to get hurt. Rod, you know how good we could have killed Florida. Rod, you know how good of a coach Rodney Garner is developing those guys. Oh, I know. Huh? Of course I know. Guy's a tactician up there. Tactician. He's a tactician. You don't even notice him. He's like a he's like a really great um, musician that just has great rhythm. You just take it for granted, man. That guy is great. I don't take it for granted. I thank God that he loves our school so much that yep. he can go pro. He wants to I bring love Rod Garner. back to Rose. <sighs> it's so always did, man. Garner. We used to have him on the show when he was at other stops. I used to, people always talk about how you're a great recruiter, and they don't give you credit for the way you develop players. I always believe that about him, and he's doing it right now. Exactly. You know, I love you, Tony. Go balls, baby. Much love to you. Thank you. Go balls back. Tony, uh, another one in that family tree was – 
one of your Penn State Nittany Lions, Aaron Maben. What? Who was a great linebacker? Aaron yeah. Maben is related to those people. Yep. He's a yep. Clark. Is he from? Are they in that Clarksville? Uh... He was actually. Uh, he was actually out of uh, North Carolina. Wow. I'd say those people got the jeans. Kind of athletic jeans you get, Sanko. Uh, actually, he was he was from Baltimore, but that that Maven family is just dripping with athletic. <laughs> Woo! How would you like to go to their family reunion, where, wherever they all gather? I bet that's one hell of a volleyball game. Yeah. Or whatever they play. You don't want, you don't you don't want to get together with a uh, uh, backyard Thanksgiving foot flag football. Uh, no. Uh, uh, no. Here's the thing. Well, then it goes even further. Yeah. They, another branch of that has the McCants family. What? Rashonda McCants and, uh, yeah, the former uh, uh, North Carolina uh, Rashawn McCants. Rashawn McCants, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's Let, crazy. Let's talk about this Alabama-Texas game. I'm looking at the latest number over here at Zen Sports Sync. And Bammer, Bammer is minus seven at home. Now, Milrow, they gave him co-offensive player of the week with Joe Milton because you have to give it to somebody. You know, you played week zero, and he ran around. Senko, what do you um, – last year, Texas should have beaten them. Texas has the edge of quarterback. Texas knows they can play with those guys. What do you think, Sean, happens in this game? Well, I think that I think that if Ewers is on, and he was on last year before he got hurt, yep. um, he he's, he is a lightning rod of critici- for criticism. Yeah, but he can he can play, and when he gets hot, he's hot. Uh, Texas has the athletes. I'm not a Sarkeesian fan at all. I mm-hmm. I think he's the most highly most overrated coach ever. But the, the, if they they can score with them, and I'm I get the Milrow thing. But I, I don't know if he can keep that up for four quarters, twelve games a year. And I don't. And Tyler Buckner, and with all due respect, Ty Simpson, that you're not, you're not getting anything done with those two. Hey, here's something for you. Speaking of backups, how impressed were you in the very limited time you saw Nico out there? I was I was extremely impressed. Well. I'm betting on Nico, and I'm betting on the Texas Longhorn Saturday, courtesy of my friends at Zen Sports. And here's the deal. Look, week two's here. Incredible time for you to make the switch to Zen Sports. Fastest-growing sports book in Tennessee. Now, they were telling me that several folks have using the promo code TNTONY when you sign up for it. And they are uh, the place to go online. And, and here's the thing. I'm taking a long I'm 3 and 0 right now early in the season so I'm stretching it I'm stretching my legs I'm feeling myself as they say in the trade the more you bet with Zen Sports the more money you earn right back into your account 3% cash back on your betting volume every month with their cash loyalty program nobody else is going to do that for you nobody else in the betting game that's why they're revolutionizing sports betting no fake rewards no phony points no funny money that you can't withdraw. This is real money back into your account. Look around. Nobody else is going to reward you on your betting handle um, as a, a cashback rewards. Use the promo code TNTONY. Earn a welcome bonus. 
5% cash back on your betting volume for the first 15 days. And if you think about that, 5% back on your total playthrough, no limits, how much you can earn as a cash rebate on your bets. So stop wasting your time, your money on other sports books. Earn credits or points. Don't do that. When you could be earning real cash rewards with Zen Sports. Download the app today. If you are um, playing uh, on the other system, or if you're an Android person, you got to go to zensports.com. Your wallet's going to thank you later. 800-889-9789 if you have a gambling problem. Terms and conditions apply. You must be over the age of 21 in the state of Tennessee to bet. And let's go back to the phones. I'm betting on Nico, and I'm absolutely uh, going to bet on your Texas Longhorns catching seven points this weekend. I don't believe in Alabama. I'm with Sean. And and I think that's a very weird quarterback situation there. And Ty Simpson's a third-team quarterback, which Orange Throat was wondering out loud, Sean, will he be there next year? Because that's basically telling him, we don't think you can play, him starting the season third-team. And what do you make, Sean, of Arch Manning being third-team at Texas? Well, I think the bigger thing is that the the backup is in his same signing class. He's a, I, I believe that guy's yes. a freshman as well. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yes, and they like him a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, he was a he's a he was a nice quarterback. We we said that in no way, no shape, no form was he the number one player in the country. Uh, someone said it before. He's a four star player with a five star name. And uh, I feel for the kid because a lot was made, a lot of the hype. Uh, nobody wanted to buck the Manning name last year. Everyone was forced to put him number one when there were several out there that were that were just frankly better. And you know his his uh, recruiting was was a bit of a was a bit of a circus. You know a lot of attention there, and he came out. You know had a had a. Uh, had a shirtless picture out earlier in the year around social media, talking about how, you know how big and muscular he was these days, and he's just unfortunately he's not his uncle's or his grandfather. Way better than I ever was, but he's not he's not those guys. When you look at him, Sean, who, who does he remind you of? Who does Arch remind you of when you look at him? I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, not a great quarterback. He could be a good quarterback. He probably could be a very. I don't. I don't have a comparison. He just looks like a good. He's not without talent. He, he is a good player, but he played at Newman, Isidore Newman, which yeah. is a small private school. Yeah. So did his. So did his uncles. Yeah. But it just different, and he doesn't have. He doesn't have the big arm like his uncles had. He does not um, have that arm. Doesn't flash. Uh, not in my opinion, okay. and he's not, he's not he's he's certainly not a runner. He's not a statue like uh, Peyton, right? Uh, but he's he's not like Eli or his grandfather. He's a good player with that was overhyped, back, and I yeah. and I think the, yeah. the tough part is is when you're and I've seen it with players back in the day when you're that hyped and you're not playing, they get an undue amount of unfair amount of questions from people. Hey, why aren't you playing? What's going on? Why aren't you in there? I thought you were five star, and then they have to defend why they aren't playing, and that can that can that can get to you. That could be humiliating. That could be tough, and it's not his fault. 
Adam Sparks got Josh Heupel to admit Peely's out for the Austin P game, and it's going to miss a couple of weeks. Josh Heupel is saying that it's not season-ending, but Adam Sparks is the one that, uh, with a new Sentinel, who does a nice job covering the Vols, a really nice job, in fact, drug it out of Heupel today. He also said, Heupel did, Heupel was feeling, uh, he had a sodium pentothal this morning with his uh, breakfast. Look it up, kids, if you're wondering what that is. But uh, he also said today that Cooper Mays going to miss a couple of weeks. Um, uh, and that was a month ago, uh, according to Adam Sparks. So it's uh, understandable, Sparks writes, that uh, Heupel doesn't want to tip off Florida to injuries. But Adam Sparks writes the following, I'm expecting Peely to be out longer than two weeks. We'll see how it goes. Sean, are we hearing anything else on Peely? Uh, I hear it's a several-week thing. What are you, because you, uh, you lurk around on other places. What, what are you seeing? No, I, uh, I haven't heard. There was some word that it was a knee, and then Brent Hubbs later uh, came out with a story that, that suggested an uh, upper body injury. So, I'm not sure the focus wow. of the injury, uh, but um, uh, you were you were right on the money, um, and I don't know if it's I don't know if you were the catalyst to make them come off a story or to uh, get them to ask or whatever, but uh, you were you're dead on. Back, so the haters well, can keep hating. Back to the phones, a show of record for a reason. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Hi, you're live on the air. You're in Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday. Hello, you're on the air. Welcome in. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Oh, awesome. Um, I'm I'm going to call in talking about the Florida game. I, I'm i with Bino on this one. I do not think that we are going to whoop Florida because they always pull out some quarterback or somebody off the bench. Where? I, I don't know. They, they pulled off Frank one of those years. And he had the best game of his life. Anthony Richards did have a Richardson last year didn't have hardly any touchdowns um, before us. And then all of a sudden, he is the greatest thing since sliced bread against us. And he has a terrible rest of the year. And I'm just I'm a negaval. I'll be honest. I know what I am. I, 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 I know what I am. I'm self-aware. I think that uh, and, you know, I always, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys, you know. I always put money against the Vols, so at least I win money if we lose. You know, I can't. But you can't. can't You as a can't you take the Vols? Take your cup. Listen, listen, listen. You got to take your cup and put it away. And here's why: this head coach does not coach in the past. I've never seen a guy like this dude. He doesn't look at series. He doesn't look at from the first minute Tennessee got on the field with Alabama. He was not over there kissing the ring of Saban. I remember we were on the Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction after the uh, Alabama game, his first year here, talking about we've never seen receivers run that wide open against Alabama. They turned around and did it again in Neyland Stadium to him. And Saban had time to prepare for it this time. This team, unless Graham Mertz goes back into U.S. Army game form, which he hasn't been in five years to my Negaval friend here, Unless that happens, Tennessee is going to rip them from limb from limb. How is how is Florida going to stay on the field with the Vols? 
I don't have answers to that. I just know they always somehow, like, they always somehow put it off. And, like, um, who is it? Spencer Rattler uh, had a good game. And then, Can't you know, he did, the rest of the team didn't. But then against Rattler. us, you know, we have a way of just making those quarterbacks look great oh, sometimes no. when we're not supposed to. I'm of the but belief the Spencer Rattler thing was a total team implosion and everybody gets a mulligan. But to, but to say that because the Spencer Rattler thing happened, that Tennessee should somehow be have some kind of a level of concern against Florida, that Florida team can't play. I'm telling you, Utah would have beaten them 10 out of 10 times, and they were like short seven players. And Dan Mullen's over there. Dan Mullen's over there uh, making money on television. He didn't recruit a player for them. And Billy Napier, by the way, I was talking to George Plastry yesterday. Billy Napier is going to walk the plank because he was left so little to work with. Because they're not going to be patient enough with Billy Napier in this day and age. No way. No, no, they won't. They'll get rid of him really fast. But uh, thankfully, but I'm, you know, I hope that program goes to you know goes to hell. Exactly. Too. They but, can sit there and they know, can suck for thirty years. As so far as I'm concerned. Yeah, same here. I just I always you know I'm you know I'm. Only 30 years old, but every time, you know, I've got a different perspective than the old heads. You know, they've seen Tennessee be good for a long time. So I haven't seen it much in my life. I don't blame you. But I, and I just think, you know, I've only, I've never seen us blow them out, ever. I've never seen them beat, blow them out in the swamp my whole life. Never seen them blow them out in the swamp. We've never blown them out in the swamp. Brian, what's the uh, largest margin of victory in the swamp? Probably the, without looking it up, probably the fourteen point win they got there in twenty oh three, the last time they won there. Okay, I thought the 0-1 game and was. Go ahead. They sort of did blow them out in the second half in twenty sixteen when they were down what twenty one three, and they that was here scored like thirty eight straight. Yep. Yeah, that was. With if you count that three. as a blowout, hey, my Negaval friend will appreciate this. I came on the air at halftime in twenty sixteen, and back then I think Periscope was a thing. And some guy told me to get my, I said at halftime, we're going to come back and win this game. And some guy said to me, you need to get your head out of your blank and quit being a blanking sheep. You are embarrassing and hung up on me. And here I, I'm a neg of all too. And I was just trying to inject some positivity into the deal. And I caught uh, some strays that day from some guy like you. Yeah, I've got I'm got battered ball syndrome. Uh, you know, my don't blame life, you. you know, I was thirty and I, never saw us be good. I don't blame you, and not even a little bit. Yeah, all I see is the highlights. You know, putting the old VHS of John Ward talking about us being good in '98. Yep. Uh, I'm heck. I was five. Rainy video on YouTube. That's all you have. Like the Philadelphia Flyer fans. Hey, listen, I appreciate you, and that's true. Till Heupel came here, um, Sean. We didn't have a lot of. Uh, we didn't have a lot of highlights in high definition. Tony B, you coined the phrase "bad boring." And yep. I said, "Bad boring." And you know what? That's that's what Florida is, Sean. Hey, listen. If we, yeah, they really are. They really man. are. And, and if guy, we get a guy, good first half, is, and that guy gets up there in the press conferences, just as rather indignant, and yep. uh, that's that's not going to age well for him. He's he's just lucky that. Gator fans are not as, with all due respect, passionate as LSU fans are. Oh. And I don't care what any Gator fans say they aren't. They're Fairweather fans. Well, here's a great thought, right, for people going to that game. If Tennessee does to them what we think they're going to do to them, 
which is to say they roll out there and they're up, let's say, uh, 24 points at halftime, 20 points at halftime. You imagine what? how many people are going to leave that thing at halftime, those Gator fans? Because they are not in it for the long haul. They're there to be seen. They're not there to support their team. This guy has already lost eight games. It's been a year and a, it's been a season and a game. Uh, he'll be working on nine that day. They didn't sign up for this. They know they're not very good. If Tennessee confirms that to them in that first half, Sean, you might see a second half that looks like the second half of that Alabama game the year uh, former uh, walked the plank. You, you well, might you think- see a case where a lot of Florida fans start cheering against their team to get Napier out of there. We exactly yeah, wanna... you got you got the hard schedule this year, and then you got the the the, the schedule of death next oh, the year. Gauntlet. They they may they may be forced to the issue. Mm-hmm. The only great the only saving grace he has right now is he has a. He has on paper a nice signing class coming in, but you know, it, in this day and time, you made a great point a couple of weeks ago. Signing classes don't mean that much anymore. They used to mean that you keep the coach around so to let him have his things. Yep. Now it, it's so transient; it doesn't matter. It's so and strange. I, in fact, I was looking back. We had two guys that asked out of their scholarships uh, when uh, when uh, 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 White Milk did. Uh, got uh, fired Pruitt and he um, uh, one was the Brooks kid the top recruit he went to Auburn that kid's now in the transfer portal went to Kansas what I think really Dylan Brooks and then there was another running back that moved on and he's doing nothing Dylan Brooks blamed out at Auburn he was was supposed to be the big defensive end from Alabama yep and he's already he's already flamed out of there and moved on to Kansas, I believe. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You are live on your Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday. Basilio, Dr. Sean Sinclair, I'm not a damn fair weather Florida Gator fan. I love you. I'm a Florida, I'm a Florida Gator fan all Absolutely. the way Absolutely. And, 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 and you know what you are, too? Hey. You're a man full of life, and you're a man full, and you're a good man. You're appreciated by us. You're a friend of this program, even if you've got some really serious, horrendous sports takes. But go ahead. Anyway, whether it be horrendous or not, this is what it is. Tony B. and Dr. Sean, listen. Graham Mertz had over 333 yards passing. If it wasn't for a couple of missed passes and all that good stuff, we would, we would, we would have still been in that game, but you know, like been in what game? The game you only walked by eleven. Look at LSU. Look at Clifford. They got Molly Walk. I'm gonna give you a new word, Tony B. They got Molly Walk. Are you saying but that because you're on here with an Italian? No. Okay, go ahead. You, I'm just telling you that LSU and Clemson got Molly Walk, and y'all ain't said nothing about them. We lost by eleven points. He keeps saying that word because he's on here with an Italian cinco. But no, no, and I love Florida, and I I hear you, and I'm not I'm not cracking, but I think that I think that stat you threw out was very much like uh, Tennessee claimants that they were top ten in run defense last year. You know, when, well, hell, when you're giving up 400 yards passing to every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes in playing quarterback, then you know no one has to run the ball. I mean, I. I, I I came on here before the season and thought and told Tony that I thought Mertz was a was a quality guy 
and I, I just didn't see it. Plus, Florida, and I again, I love you, man. Uh, there is that team speed has disappeared on Florida's team, man. You know that. Kirk Herbstreit literally said the other night. He said these guys don't have any SEC players in their second in their uh, linebacking core. He said nobody can run. And you know what, Sean? That was us like four or five years ago when we were really bad. And I'm not knocking the guys that were out there. But that was the reality of it. I mean, guys would turn the corner and run right by you. Well, I think your pro- I think the problem is that Billy Napier is not a game changer. He- he's a recruiter. Never been. I mean, he had some success at Louisiana, but yeah, he- he- he's he's not known to be exceptional in any way, except as a uh, back in the day as a recruiter. You know what you guys need, uh, um, Florida? Is you guys needed a Josh Heupel hire? You needed to go get somebody that could change the game, do more with less, somebody who had an edge with their schemes, uh, because doing it the conventional way is just going to take time. It's going to take more than this year and next year. It's Because next year, that team will be really, really young, and they're going to play a schedule that's going to break their confidence, man. But Tony B, y'all not gonna y'all. We everybody in SEC play each other real well, man. If you look at these guys now, bro, listen. Blow out. I'm gonna give Josh Hyper the credit. Josh Hyper got some good Blow kids. They been, they're being trained well. Blow they're being everything well. But Blow guess what? Out. Y'all have y'all have some lot of hiccups too, Tony B. Y'all are gonna get hammered. Huh? And you know it. Get hammered. No, you know no, it. I don't know it. You no, do know, know it. it. You do know no, it. I don't know it. I got, I got, I got Sean Sakai calling me a fair weather fan, and he don't even. No, he doesn't know. He know he's saying Florida fans are fair. He's not calling you. He's saying Florida fans are fair weather fans. You got to admit that you guys have a fan. That's true. He's not calling you a fair weather fan. Football, they are. Man, listen, they're not like Miami fans, but they're 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 like Florida State fans. We love you. You're 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 not in that conversation. When we I, when I call, yeah, you're my Flor- I mean, the Florida fans are a bunch of white trash rednecks. I'm not talking about you, Tony B. When you get through with all that, when you get through with all that, trying to denigrate my my fan base, your your rating just went up fifty percent because I called. And you know, no question. No question. But guess what? When we when we when you come down there, yep, it's going to be harder than you, any of y'all think. And Bino is right, as always. I agree. Bino is always right. It's going to be a good, tough game because you know what? No. Y'all struggled the first half with Virginia. Virginia. What? Yeah. It was a yeah. blowout. Hey, you know what, Are you, you know what the kidding best, me? You know, hey, the, you know what the best part of this call is? That Florida has this stinger back. No, you know what the best call this part of this call is? It's over. What a clown. Oh, come on. 865-200-5402. He leaves the TLD Logistics hotline, online, tldlogistics.com. Here's the thing. We are going to be, we're going to, no doubt, do an overtime segment. In case you're tuning in, uh, Tennessee got some tough news today on Keelan Peely, and uh, they are admitting it. Uh, Josh Heupel's admitting it. So um, we think he's out for several weeks. They're admitting he's out for a week. Um one thing about Josh Heupel, if they were if they were playing Florida this week, he would never have admitted that he's out this week. I think we all agree on that. This guy is not going to give the media when it comes to injuries anything, anything. But we're going to come back on the other side. Uh, we find that pretty significant here.
um, next man up. Herring will be the next man up. Brent, through the magic of spaces, will come to you. Stay there. We'll get some phone calls in. It's all ahead on your Wednesday after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Come see us Saturday, September 9th, and let your first cookout be on us. With the purchase of any grill, you will receive an Omaha Steaks voucher for 12 steak burgers and 12 beef franks free. We also will have hamburgers for the first 100 customers between 11 and 2 until we run out. Come see us Saturday, September 9th at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Brian Hartman brought something up. You know, we were talking about the Florida Gators. Brian, enter it into the discussion here because it's pretty interesting. They have a 20-year-old former tennis player who, who uh, his name is Ben Shelton. He's yep. from the Atlanta area, by the way. Yep. And he played at Florida. His dad is the head coach at Florida. Yep. And he is now going to be facing Djokovic in the semifinal of the Wimble of the uh, U.S. Open tournament. This cat has made come, it all the way to as a twenty-year-old. This kid. cat's come out of nowhere. He's unranked. This Tafo he's not. Guy, he's not ranked. He doesn't have a seed no, next to his name. No. This Tafo guy and, last night is a great player. He beat him like he was mad at him, Brian. I mean, he smoked him. He. He hits a serve 147 miles an hour, guys. You ain't touching that. He gets that thing in and puts it in the right spot. And that is what the Florida Gators, he, who, who are now officially a tennis school, that's what's going to go through their alleged minds. They're a tennis school. He's a live dog against, I think, against Djokovic. He's a Maybe. live dog. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody that's unranked that gets to a semifinal, uh, I'm not betting against that cat. Let's get, especially as hot as he is, he's hitting everything in. Let's get Brent in here. He's up next to the Magic of Spaces. Brent, hello. What do you say, Tony? Been a while. What's up? Well, how about we're finally back, Tony? Back again. The Knowles, brother. Your Knowles are, uh, Hey, Sean, what do you think Jared Verse looked like at Albany? How would you have loved to have been the um, one-star uh, offensive tackle that went to, like, Kennett High School, where I went, <laughs> trying to block him on the edge, Senko? What do you think that looked like? That couldn't have been fun. He looked fantastic. I mean, that's a, that's a guy we really went after mm-hmm. and uh, really wanted. Can you imagine the difference he'd have made on our defensive line? Oh, my gosh, man. You also, there's 
Um, I know for a fact that kid out of Barry was coming to Tennessee, but when Golash went to uh, South Florida, he ended up going there. And he's a he's a player. You guys have Who? done absolute work in More the world. Sorry, the six seven tight end. He would have been great in in Heupel's office. No doubt about it. You know, but I, true, but, but I, I, I just want to kind of. He only have one catch, but I'm really impressed with the McCaskill's kid. Agree with or that, the Cass- Sean? Not McCaskill's. I agree kid. with that. Yep. Actually, uh, I have a coworker. You know, I live in Alabama, and uh, Khalifa, that freshman running back, I work with his mom. I, and I saw he got. I think he's going to be a nice hit for Tennessee. What do they say about uh, the whole process here? What do they tell you internally about uh, uh, Josh Heupel and the and the whole deal? Uh, I mean, being down here in Birmingham, I, I mean, that game last year was just amazing. One of the best games I've ever It was fun to watch. I think, uh, you know, I think there's legit concerns that, you know, Tennessee can definitely come down here and win. Um, you know, I think Tennessee is definitely in there a factor now. I think that, you know, if they can sure some things up, I think George is beautiful. Do us all a favor and beat Clemson like you're absolutely, like they stole something from you. Well, that's what you guys put the first nail in the coffin last year, and I think we got a chance to fight to, to end it. And, if, I mean, if we even play halfway decent, I think we'll, we'll take them to the woodshed. Cinco, you think that's a fair thing to say, we, we need some credit for what's going on with Clemson? Because I think that's correct. A, a bit, yeah, but I think I think also uh, uh, Mac Brown's done some damage over there, hurt them a little bit. I think that uh, I think that um, uh, was it uh, Butch Beamer. He's he's helped them a bit, and I mean hurt them a bit, and, and especially Georgia. Georgia really hurt Andy. them. Unbelievable, what, Andy. To me, I knew when. What did Clemson have? Sixty plays in Tennessee territory. Unbelievable. A Andy. good quarterback would have found a way. Would eventually, you know, found the end zone. He didn't. Again, it showed up Monday night. I mean, Dabo's stubbornness is. I mean, it, that's going to be. They're looking at a bad. I mean, they're done. I think. Speaking of quarterbacks, I think your Travis guy is going to get you guys beat at some point. Now, I could be wrong. But I, I don't trust him. He throws the ball I mean, for grabs too much for my blood. You know, I, I was a little concerned, but he made those two awful plays and then reeled off 12 straight. I mean, uh, you know, I, he does need to play within himself. But you could say the same thing about Milton, though. No, Milton doesn't throw balls up for grabs. Milton throws uncatchable balls at times, balls behind people. But that's one thing about him. He does not, at least so far, uh, but he's not. he hasn't been under the kind of duress that your guy was under. I mean, LSU and Florida State yeah, right. played a big boy football game in a phone booth the other night. I would not want to play quarterback for either one of those two teams. Yeah, Tony, I don't think we're going to face any defensive line. I mean, they're defensive line, and they get Mason Smith back. Oh. Yeah, they're going, and they got to get a line too. You're a line so good that the kid from Auburn that you paid six figures to can't even get on the field. We have 80 starts on the bench. Tonight. That's unreal. That's not fair. But Brent, listen, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Check in guys. with us in Alabama again, and uh, no doubt about it. No, a no listener checking us out. 
Uh, hey, I give Florida State a lot of credit. The transfer portal's there. Use it. They look like the Florida State of the 90s to me, which I know is a, not a um, creative take, but that's the way it looks to me. I mean, they you talk about the eyeball test. They pass it. They pass that eyeball test, Sean. They do, but I, I think what you saw is their ceiling. I, I don't I don't think they will keep that intensity up the whole season, and I don't think they I don't think they can get any better. To be quite honest with you, do they go through that league? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes, which really at the end of the day is all they need to do, unless unless Florida can clip them at the end of the year.